listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. We are a growing community living out God's radical love. Happy Easter once again, everybody. Um, man, I have been so moved this holy week um, just by everything going on and, and uh, extra time with my family. It just has sunk in with even deeper and greater meaning what this, this whole week is about. And um, so I just have a simple message to share with you guys this morning. And um, it, you know, before I jump into that, I just want to say like, this is not how I expected to be spending my Easter. (laughs) I don't know if any of you can relate to that. This is definitely not how I thought I would be spending my Easter. I thought I would be greeting all of you with hugs and, and, uh, you know, not all of a sudden being thrown into being a televangelist, right? Like, <laughs> like uh, operators are standing by, right? <laughs> no, 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 just kidding, just kidding. Don't turn it off. Um, but this is not how I envisioned us spending Easter together. Um, we're living in just incredibly impossible times right now. This is this is this is just crazy. I've never seen anything like this and and it's like for even for me as a leader, it's hard to make decisions because the next day you don't know if your decision is still going to be valid or not, right? And like it it's it's just a weird time right now. Like um like I'm dressed, but I'm sure many of you are like in your pajamas, which you should be, right? Like you're home. Who cares, right? Um but it's it, it's just weird to be here on Easter without you. And um, I know many of us, all of us really have been stuck behind closed doors. Um, you know, we have the, um, the shelter in place order, you know, and we've been cooped up. And I don't know about you, but uh, my wife and oldest son, Dylan, are loving life because they're introverts. And I'm an introvert too, but my son, Owen, and I have been climbing the walls because we need time with people and we need to go and do things and stuff like that. And so we've been stuck behind closed doors and it just, it just isn't how I thought it would be, right? And it, it does give me a little comfort to know that on this day, the disciples of Jesus were feeling much the same way. Um, Just a few days ago, they thought they were going to be right by Jesus' side as he ruled as an earthly king, as like a a, um, militant savior, right? Like a military king, you know, and... And they thought they would be right along with them, but things didn't go exactly how they had imagined. In fact, they were still still reeling from all that had happened. As much as I hate being apart from, uh, as much as I hate being apart from you, my my church on Easter, our unexpected circumstances give me a new glimpse into what the disciples of Jesus must have been feeling on this morning thousands of years ago. Thankfully, 
Everything was about to change. The cross wasn't the end, right? Hallelujah. Thank you. Praise Jesus. The cross wasn't the end. And, you know, this, this glimpse into what the disciples were feeling Easter morning as they woke up, you know, this is what I want to focus on today. And I love preaching on the resurrection. I love preaching the resurrection and I love the story. The resurrection account just drips with drama and, and just such incredible storytelling. And it, it, I, I, I just, I love to think through the little nuances of the picture that John 20 paints, which is where we're going to be spending most of our time today is in John 20. And, and you should read it absolutely for yourself, but let me just set the scene for you. Let me just begin to paint this picture in John 20. Mary wakes up early and she's weary from crying the night before. The morning was still dark and quiet. The aroma of spices and perfumes the ladies had made to anoint Jesus's body with filled the air as she carried them. Upon arriving at Jesus's burial site, she start, she's startled to find the stone removed from the opening of the tomb. Immediately dropping all that she carried, her body jolts into a full sprint to find Peter and John. When she finally found them, she managed to gather her breath only enough to blurt out, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Three people now, with haste, make their way to the resting place of Jesus. Peter and John entered the tomb only to find the grave clothes laying on the ground and the face cloth, which once covered the head of the lifeless body of Jesus, off by itself folded up like a dinner napkin. Peter was puzzled and, and was unsure what to make of all this, but John, he saw and knew the truth in his heart and believed. The men made their way back home, but Mary stayed behind weeping until a voice cut through the silence like a knife. She didn't recognize this man, but there was something familiar about him. And it wasn't until she heard the sound of his voice say her name, Mary, that it clicked. This was Jesus standing before her. As her face changed over from grief to unadulterated joy, she lunged to embrace him. And full of resurrection life, Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father 
my God and your God. The familiar feeling of tears falling overwhelmed Mary. But this time, they weren't tears of agony, death, and loss. This time, they were tears of joy. Upon finding the disciples, she announced, I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. This is the scene that we walk into in John 20. And I love it. I love how Jesus says, tell my brothers, I am ascending to my father and your father, my God and your God. There is a sense of unity in there. I love it. And so that's the story in in my own words up to this point, but we're going to pick up the scripture in John 20. 19. And uh, this is where this is the encounter that we're going to focus on today, because I believe the Lord has a message for us in these impossible times through this scripture today. John 20, verse 19. If you have your Bibles, would you turn there with me and we can read along? On the evening of that day, The first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven for them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the marks of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. And put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God, Jesus said to him. Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. 
two things jump out to me about this passage. Jesus enters this impossible situation. Doors locked, hiding out, and he brings peace and purpose to the disciples. And I believe that that's what he wants to bring to you today. He brings peace and purpose. The disciples hiding behind locked doors, the echoes of their abandonment of Jesus reverberating off the walls of the disciples' minds. They had scattered just like Jesus predicted they would when trouble came. Especially Peter, who had denied even knowing Jesus, not once, but three times. Even after seeing the empty tomb and hearing Mary's announcement, the disciples were hiding out. Not just behind locked doors in fear, but also behind the locked doors of their own shame. See, it wasn't just the doors that were keeping them imprisoned. It was the shame that they had committed the abandonment of Jesus. And Jesus enters this room. Doors still locked. He enters this room and and his greeting is peace be with you. Peace. Really? Peace? You're going to appear in a locked room out of nowhere and say peace right? Isn't that crazy? Some theologians go back and forth about whether the door suddenly became unlocked and he walked through or whether the door stayed locked and he just appeared. Like, I don't know. I I wasn't there. We'll have to, we'll have to check with Jesus when we get to heaven. But, but for me, Jesus enters an impossible circumstance behind locked doors. The disciples are hiding out in fear and he says, peace, peace. This greeting, peace be with you, it wasn't just a greeting. And I want you to really catch this. Peace be with you was not just a greeting. It was an announcement of forgiveness. It was an announcement of forgiveness, forgiveness for all the ways the the disciples had abandoned Jesus. Jesus enters the room and immediately brings peace. The disciples, you know, even if it was true, like how were they going to face Jesus after everything that they had done to him? And he enters the room and immediately wipes that away and says, peace be with you. But not only does Jesus speak peace over the disciples, he brings purpose. He gives them 
purpose. And he says, as the father has sent me, I am sending you. So not only are we all good in our relationship and all is forgiven, but I'm handing my job over to you to complete the work that I left behind. As the father has sent me, my father and your father, my God and your God, as the father has sent me, I am sending you. Jesus commissions his disciples for God's purpose. And not only does he commission them, but as he always does, he equips them. He equips them for their purpose. And, and uh, Jesus breathes out on them a foretaste of the Holy Spirit. Knowing that they can't live out their purpose in their own strength. It is only through the power of the Holy Spirit this work can be done. And he breathes out the Holy Spirit, equipping them for the job at hand. So Jesus speaks peace and brings purpose to the disciples, right? And there's Thomas. Thomas was missing, right? And what does he say? He says, unless I see the holes and put my hand in his side, which is kind of gross, honestly, like Thomas, what are you doing? Right? Like, why you want to put your hand in there? I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but Thomas was missing. And the disciples, what do they tell him when he comes back? They tell him, I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. What did, what did Mary tell them? I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. Jesus comes back eight days later. Same way, doors locked. Enters an impossible circumstance. And says, peace be with you and brings purpose. And he says something very interesting to Thomas. He says, Thomas sees the nails in his hand, the, the nail holes in his hands and feet and the spear marks on his side and, and says, my Lord, my God. And Jesus said to him, you have believed because you have seen me. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That should encourage you today if you are a believer. That means because you have not seen the Lord and you continue to have faith and believe you are blessed by God. There's a special blessing for those who believe without seeing from God. I have seen the Lord. So Jesus enters this impossible circumstance and brings peace and purpose to the disciples and
And so I don't know about you, but when I was reading this account this week over and over again, the phrase behind locked doors resonated very deeply with me. It, I feel like this word speaks to the moment that we're in as a culture right now. We have to, um, you know, shelter in place and stay behind. And, and it's made all kinds of changes and, and things we have to address. And, and we have to do things differently now. Everything is foreign. Everything is uncertain. We don't know what happens next. Do you think that's what the disciples were feeling before Jesus entered their impossible circumstance and said, peace be with you and live out my purpose for you? That's where we're at right now, today. Today, Jesus speaks peace and brings purpose to those who seek after him. You know, maybe you're locked behind the doors of your own shame. Maybe you've done things in your life that you are not proud of, just like I have. Maybe you're carrying that today and holding on to it and hiding out behind the locked doors of shame from your own life. Maybe you're scared for the future because the present moment we are in is different than you thought it would be. Or, or maybe you are just numb and paralyzed by all the uncertainty we are experiencing. I've, I can tell you guys, I have felt every single one of those things. And depending on the day, I might feel them all. It's okay. Jesus can enter your impossible circumstance and bring peace. What I want you to do if you answered yes to any of those is I want you to accept the peace of the resurrected Jesus right now. And I want you to begin to think and pray about what it might look like for you to live out your purpose in life, his purpose for your life in these new circumstances in our culture. It's gonna require some creativity. But I believe God has prepared us and equipped us for the moment, right? I want you to accept the peace and live out your purpose. Whatever you're feeling at this moment, whatever you've gained or lost, and let's be honest, we've all lost a lot recently. Nothing compares to the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ as Savior and Champion. So allow Jesus to speak to you peace right now and allow him to breathe over you the power that will enable you to live out your purpose. Because if you don't, 
I want you to do this today if you're willing. Because if you don't, you will always on some level be scared and defeated and hiding behind locked doors. It may be that you're scared of what you will lose. Maybe it's your business. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe I I don't know what your circumstances are. If you don't invite the peace of Jesus into your life and accept his purpose for your life, on some level, you will always be defeated and hiding out behind locked doors. And if you stay defeated, the people in your life that only you can reach will stay defeated too. We need you to live out your purpose that God has designed you for and equipped you for. We need you to live out your purpose. I can't do it for you. We need you to do it. Because if you stay defeated, the people in your life that only you can reach will stay defeated too. Romans 10, 13 through 15 says this, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. What's at stake here? This is what's at stake. If you don't accept the peace of Jesus and the purpose he has for your life, you will be locked up in shame indefinitely, just like the disciples were before Jesus entered their impossible circumstances. But Jesus enters the room and says, peace be with you. And what do the disciples go on to say? I have seen the Lord accepting peace, living out purpose. Now, I don't know where you're at in life today. I don't know what your circumstances are. I don't know if this virus that has spread so rapidly is eating away at you from the inside with fear. But I want to tell you today, and I've been kind of repetitive today on purpose because I really want you to get this. Jesus can enter your impossible circumstance right now. And he wants to speak peace over you. And all you need to do is accept it. And after you've accepted the peace of God, 
begin to pray and ask God, what is my purpose? What have you designed me for that only I can do? And live it out to the glory of God. Peace and purpose. John concludes this section of John 20 with, now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. Jesus did more than is in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that by believing, you may have life in his name. You may have life in his name. So as the worship team comes, I want to invite you right now, wherever you're at, to accept the peace of Jesus. And when Jesus said, peace be with you, it was more than a greeting. It was an announcement of forgiveness. So whatever you're dealing with right now, whatever is echoing around in your head, ricocheting around like a ping pong ball, we want you to lay it down right now and accept the peace of Jesus and then begin to live out his purpose for you. So I want to lead you in a prayer right now, and it's just one simple line, and it's this. Jesus, I give you my life. That's it. That's the whole prayer. Jesus, I give you my life. Because the end of the book of John says this, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Jesus, I give you my life is more than a flippant statement. It's a declaration of peace and forgiveness that you have accepted. You're choosing to live the life of Jesus from this moment forward, to be his disciple, to love others, to love God. So if you prayed that prayer with us, Jesus, I give you my life, and you can pray it at any moment. You don't have to pray it with me. Jesus, I give you my life. If you prayed that prayer with us, I would love to know about it. I would love to know about it. If you wanna leave a comment on our social media feed, or if you would rather just email us, you can email office at themissionredlands.com and we would love to come alongside you and help you live the life that Christ 
enabled you to. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to ask Abby, would you mind closing us in prayer right now? Father, thank you so much um, for Easter. Thank you for coming into our, our sin and our shame and our fear. Thank you that you bring peace and that you give us a purpose. Thank you for using Jason's words today to speak to us. And we pray that um, we would continue to, to meditate on that and continue to um, know the truth of your peace uh, past just today. Amen. Uh, please don't forget, this is the time uh, in our normal service where we would be passing around offering baskets. If you are a mission attendee um, and you would like to continue to give, um, if you don't normally come to the mission and you are joining us just for this morning as a visitor, please don't feel obligated to give. Um, but if you do normally give, you can give through the mission app um, and online. We're going to pray for our offering now. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you give us. Uh, what we give to our church, to the mission, is, is just part of what you give us, and we are giving it back. Um, we thank you for all of your provision, and we ask that you would use uh, what we are returning to you uh, for your glory and for others' good. In Jesus' name, amen. podcast of The Mission Redlands. For more information, visit us at themissionredlands.com.